Yo, it's your girl keeping it funky with Spunky and at the end of the day with Cliss Bay. And we're your hosts for your new favorite podcast about my business. Ish. This podcast is about how everything we learned about money, we learned through hip hop. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Spunky, what's up? Yo, what's going on, Cliz Bay? What it do? How you hey, doing? How you living? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm living good, living well. I love but, it. Um, you know, we, we're back for episode three. Yes. We are. I've been this thing. We, we're here. So what's on our agenda for today? What we got? We have an awesome episode on side hustles. You know, what? like that after you do after the eight to five, what are you going to do next? How are you right. going to create that extra stream of income? Like, what does that look like? Right. Okay. So um, we're talking about side hustles. So, you know, I'm not, I don't have any side hustles. I don't think like I have like 50 billion jobs, like at my <laughs> job, but what would be your like advice to someone who's trying to start up a side hustle or like, what are those initial steps to take if you want to start a side hustle? Yes. I'm so glad you asked. And I'm glad you also highlight the fact that you have 50 million jobs in yes. your one job because <laughs> One of those 50 million jobs could turn into a side hustle where, mm. you know, you make a salt for another organization that needs right. those skill sets. So I think it's just really important first to be mindful of the things we're just naturally good at. Like, right. what are some things that you would do as a hobby? Things that you wouldn't even think about. Okay, I can monetize this, but it's just something you really enjoy. Like, that would be my first step of someone in trying to decipher what a side hustle is. What is a hobby? What is something that you're really good at and people mm. actually like it? You know, the first one to come to mind is when you eat someone that baked the cake. You're right. like, oh my God, this is amazing. Right. So as a someone that baked the cake, you did it out of love. You did it because you wanted to bring something to the event. And you're good at it. So that would be my first thought. What is something that naturally comes to me? Mm. And what is something that people actually enjoy that I can right. monetize? Right. No, that's a good point because, you know, they always say if you find something that you love, like you never work a day in your life. So I love that. I don't agree fully, <laughs> but I love it. Why not? Because, well, because the grind is going to be the grind. So True. I love baking cakes. But if I start making 10 cakes versus one, it's still going to be a grind. So right. I agree a hundred percent where I'm enjoying it because it's something I'm naturally good at, but that time and effort, you can't beat the hustle. That's but like, what if you're somebody who might not necessarily be that organized or are you really good at a craft? Like a lot of artsy people, like people who are good at like creating, like baking cakes, like you said, or like making wreaths or whatever the case may be. Like, what if they're not business-minded? What would be your advice to them? That is a really good question. And it's first, I would identify why am I creating this side hustle? Mm -hmm. You know, is it to pay down a debt? Is it to save up for a big purchase? You know, I may have a kid going to college or I may need a new refrigerator. I think that whenever you tie something to a purpose, it yeah. kind of helps with that organization because you're more more motivated versus just saying, oh, it's just to give me an extra hundred dollars, you know? Right. <laughs> so I do agree with there being certain people that have strengths. And when you are a creative person, you're absolutely right. You're not going to be probably strong in the math right. side of things. 
But if you have a purpose, I feel like that would overcompensate Mm. for those that aren't necessarily strong in that particular area. No, that's real because I'm a, I put myself in like the artsy category. Like Mm -hmm. I can create, I can think big, but sometimes when it comes to like the details of things, I need somebody like to kind of help me manage my thoughts because as a creative person, we have dreams that sometimes get out of control. Like I, my imagination goes wild. And so I need somebody, I think that's why me and Spunky kind of get along because first of all, she reminds me of my mother. Um, (laughs) I love Miss Deb. Listen, Northside Deb, but no, she is somebody who is detail oriented and somebody who can kind of help me streamline my thoughts. And so, you know, she'll be like, all right, Cliz Bay, like bring it back in, you know, stay focused on, on what we're doing. And so I think that balance is really good. Absolutely. And yeah. for the people that are like Cliz Bay, which I don't not because you're the talent, you're the one with the <laughs> capabilities. So we need you. We need right. more people like you. And I think I'll have three parts, you know, outside of choosing the side hustle and the hobbies and things you enjoy. My two other thoughts would be be realistic on how much time you want to spend per week on this mm-hmm. particular item, because time is the precious most thing we have on our side. Yes. And we're talking about something outside of our eight to five. We haven't mentioned if, you, if you're married or have kids. So you have mm. to be cognizant of that time piece. And my third point that I would like to point out will be the cost benefit analysis, which is nothing more than identifying what this adds as far as the value and how much this is costing me to add this value. So I'm not going to spend more time on this versus the return that I'm going to get on it. Mm. Like if I have, if I'm, If I'm making one cake and it costs $30 to make this cake, if I sell it for $50, that's pretty good return, especially starting off. But if I'm selling this for $35, $40, it may not be worth the investment of me starting a cake business because it's too Mm -hmm. much money on the front end for me. You know, that's a really good point because, you know, we always end our episodes with investment before dividend and there's mm-hmm. even layers within that. So mm-hmm. from what I heard from what you just said is you have to weigh the benefits and make sure that you're getting a good return based on what you're putting out because it could be counterproductive if you put so much in, but you're not receiving you know, your desired income or whatever the case may be. And so you really have to weigh those variables and make sure that you're getting what you want. Absolutely. That is spot on. Like, I just love how you break down information. That's the PhD professor (laughs) teacher coming out because you're able to take that large, you know, amount of information and make it simplify. I love that. That is absolutely correct. Absolutely. And I guess we can touch on what are some ideas of side hustles? You know, we talked about the hobbies and what's come natural in the time. But I was surprised when we started researching this topic that there was a side hustle for being a bridesmaid. Wow. Now. Can you believe that? First of all, I want my coins. Let's start there because I've been in everybody's wedding. (laughs) I've been in 12 weddings. I need my money. I'm coming for all y'all. 12? Yes, I've been in 12 weddings. Like, you might have me beat then. Right. 
<laughs> right. I should have said no, but no, it was a great experience. Yeah. All of them are still married. So I'm happy to be a part of those days. That's good. <laughs> but yeah. this girl made $70,000 being a bridesmaid. No kidding. $70,000. And just yeah. imagine that's something you do on Saturday. 70000 And it really was for people who friends live too far or, you know, they didn't have any friends. So they would hire her and she would come take pictures, be with the family, and they would pay her. No what joke. application? Like, where right? what application <laughs> it? Exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm sure her, her business probably sold up with COVID. But yeah. still, it's going to come back to where we're normal again. And I'm trying to get in on this market. Like, who needs a bridesmaid? Right. Because I'm there. I'd be like, hey, um, I'm cute, I'm funny. Yes. Your family's gonna love me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. And another good one that I saw, especially during COVID, um, which would be the Proctor U, where you watch people take tests. Ooh. That would be a good one because it's all virtual. Yes. You're literally just monitoring the test. So, so I have some experience with like being a proctor for testing, being mm-hmm. that I teach high school. Um, See? And so with that, there are certain um, like trainings that you might have to go through with test security, mm-hmm. like especially with like ACT, that whole ACT umbrella is so, so strict with testing. And you got to be careful because if you're somebody who's administering a test, you have to make sure you are following all guidelines or else that test might be like, you know, disregard it. You have to throw it out if there are any like really bad test irregularities. So that might be something I need to look into because I was just about to say, guys, <laughs> Clears Bay had just found her side hustle. Yeah. All about my businesses. Wow. <laughs> that is <you>. awesome. <laughs> yes. That is so cool. Like you have all those certificates and skill set and you've done it. Right. Like that's the, that's what I mean where it's something that's natural, where mm-hmm. you have all this inside knowledge that other people have no idea. Right. So utilize those tools, man. For sure. Great first half. Let's go into our next segment of You Got McDonald's Money? Ooh. We'll be right back after our You Got McDonald's Money segment, which is an ode to parents everywhere who try to teach us fiscal responsibility. Stay tuned. So this segment of You Got McDonald's Money will focus exclusively on what are some of the common side hustles some of our favorite rappers mm-hmm. go into. Clues Bay, what are some of the first things coming to mind when we think about rappers and hip-hop artists? Like, What are their side hustles that you immediately think about? Um, I think of like liquor brands, like with Diddy, with Ciroc. I think of Wingstop with um, Rick Ross. I think of, um, you know, them jumping on like maybe, well, fragrances is more like women, but I would Mm -hmm. say liquor and restaurants, really. That's a big one. Those are two really big ones. And I think of both of those people when I think about food and liquor. And right. it's crazy because Diddy doesn't own Ciroc, but he has represented them for so many, so for so long. I thought he was an owner. Did you right. know that? Right. I didn't know. I mean, know. they pay him well, but right. <laughs> I, I, I thought that, you know, he was like the Avion and, you know, Hope has uh, Duce. I thought he was like that, but he's like just a... I guess representative or like a, he a just brand there. ambassador. A br- yes, exactly. There you go. Pick up my weight. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. <laughs> yes. And I also think about you know Russell Simmons had the Fat Farm, and you had uh, Jay Z with the Rockaway, and even Diddy. Yes, I forgot even about Diddy. That. No, absolutely. And Diddy had um, 
uh, just Sean, wait, Sean, Sean John. John. You know, it's it's really them knowing their worth for me. Like they know that when they're on the red carpet or when they and and like ambassador or when they're advertising for their right. new movie or something, they know their worth and they're trying mm-hmm. to monetize it in different streams. I can totally appreciate it. And I think it's like a really big business move for like those big businesses. They they know who to use to be the face of Absolutely. their brand. And mm-hmm. so, you know how we are, especially like in the black community, when we see a rapper, it's doing it. Then we're like, okay, this is the it thing to do. And buy so into it. we buy mm-hmm. into it. And so it's, you know, strategizing on both sides. Our favorite rappers, our artists, they want to make money off of these big companies and these big companies in turn want to make money off of them. And mm-hmm. us, African-Americans, we're like the top consumers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I just think about I'm so funny how you mentioned Diddy with the restaurant Justin's. I always think about the the TV show they had um, with the people trying making out making a band, making a band. And I always think of Dylan when he was like, "Who's the hottest rapper?" Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. I always think about crazy. That. So that was crazy that you brought that up. Absolutely. Yeah. But now we're gonna head to that closing segment. So for this week, keeping it funky with Spunky, my quote or what I took most from this episode is a quote from Margaret Bono, Bonano, Margaret Bonano. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. <laughs> and it just says that being rich is having money. Being wealthy is having time. Oh, mm, you know, that stuck with me. What do you think that means? Or do you want me to tell you what I think it means? I want to hear what you think. What do you think? All right. So I'll I'll read it again. So she says, being rich is having money. Being wealthy is having time. And Mm -hmm. so what I take that to mean is that the true measure of us being wealthy is being able to um, have that agency and autonomy over our time. And what better way than to, you know, I think there's no better wealth than to be in control of your schedule. Absolutely. To to wake up and say, okay, I want to do this right now and not be chained or shackled to this one schedule. And so I think that once you make a certain amount of money, once you're in a certain position, you can be there and have the wealth of time. And then you actually have time to be productive in the things that you really love and that you care about. I like that. Absolutely spot on. That is exactly what I got when I initially saw that. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where you think of money, 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 but what could that afford you? And it really is the time piece. It's the fact that, like you said, if I want to go travel with my family this week, or if I want to be in the office, cool. If I don't, I can be at home. So you're absolutely right. I love Mm -hmm. the autonomy. I love the words that you use, the adjectives that you use to describe that because that's all encompassing. Yes, for sure. So my at the end of the day with the Cliss Bay Nugget is this, find your passion and stick to that. And I think that once you have tapped into something that you're truly passionate about, something that drives you, something that makes you wake up in the morning, grinds your gears, like makes you just ready. I think Mm -hmm. that you should definitely hone in on that and look into some ways that you can monetize it. And so, like Mm -hmm. we said at the beginning of our episode, you know, find that thing that that drives you. And that should be your initial step in being an entrepreneur, if that's something that you want to pursue. So 
Oh my God. That does it. We haven't say anything else other than that. That's perfect. Absolutely. Well yep. said, Cliz Bay. Thanks. As we close out today's episode, remember investment before dividend always. Keep doing right by others. Your reward is coming soon. Peace and love. And love. Subscribe and tune in on all major platforms iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. New episodes will be available every other Tuesday. In the meantime, stay connected with us by following us on Instagram at underscore AMB underscore ISH. Please follow the link on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube page about my business ish. <laughs>